You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, germs and germits, whatever you want to be called. This germs is germs and germits. I know, man. Sometimes people get sick. Mm-mm-mm. I'm kind of sick of what's going on with our team here in the state of Texas, the city of Houston, Houston Texans. This is the Locked On Texas podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, as always, to the right of me, Cody Davis. How you doing today, John? I'm doing all right, man. Um, excited for the week. Um, I believe that there's going to be a lot of progress um, w- with the team. Of course, they're getting into their second week of uh, practices, fig- figuring out what's going to be new, mm-hmm. who's going to show up. We still haven't heard a word about a contract getting linked to Jadavian Clowney. So at this point, I think it is kind of getting uh, a little bit worrying. Would you say that if you if you're a fan because we're we're in limbo right now everybody's in limbo. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say worrying. Um, it's but like, we are in limbo. In a, yeah, in a, we're in limbo. In I mean, it's it's like we're in a standstill. I would say give it the next two weeks because we still have some time to. And it's still May, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still, still May. May. Put it like this: we are well, the Texans are at least. About a good 27, 28 days away from mandatory OTAs. You That's can a good month. you can expect some kind of deal, whether it be a trade, whether it be clowning, just go ahead and sign in the franchise tab, or the Texans say, hey, you know what? You have shown that you deserve this new deal. Give it at least the next two weeks. That's two what weeks. I have to say. That's a good number. Um if if it, two fourteen days from now, fourteen days. So sometime in June, I'm not gonna look up the early part of June. So June third, yeah, by June third. If you still don't see a deal being done, then you can start worrying. But like I said, I just hope this don't turn into a whole Le'Veon Bell situation. I don't think so. Simply because of the organization of the Houston Texans. Let's give us some credit. We have talked about it before. That's not us. We're mm. not drama field at all. So I don't think it'll get to that point. And if it gets to that point on behalf of the player, then I think it'll make the decision easier for the front office to say, okay, we can move on. Let's find some guys that want to be here if Jadavian is not on that want to be here list. Uh, so that's a part of the Texans news. Some funny news, not necessarily funny, but we do have a releasing of one of the previous five tight ends that we had on our roster. Ryan Griffin is now a non-Texan. Mm. We kind of seen that coming, right? Yeah. If you guys don't know what happened in Nashville, the second night of the NFL draft, uh, Griffin was out, I guess maybe with some friends, who knows, but he was out and committed some vandalism, <laughs> uh, broke no, a window. No, we all know what happened. He saw Warren getting selected, which That's means his career in Houston was done. And he got mad. I get mad, He too. did some vandalism. I want, did he spray paint some things? No, he like... Bash the window, right? I know he did that, but he also he was angry because he knew his time in Houston was coming to an end. He probably had a spray spray can. No, he was angry because he saw Warren, who arguably could be the best. 
tight end the Texans ever had. Well, that's okay. it's a possibility. But who who who? I think Griffin had a spray can and spray painted "I love Tennessee." No, Titans. that's not what with happened. the colors. Because if the... that's the case, then he would have been signed to the te- to the Titans. No, today. because they don't want him either. Yeah. You out here vandalizing. Telling you, man, Warren got a chance to be the best tight end the Texans ever had. The funny thing about it was, it was kind of inevitable. No matter what happened that night, because we already had four tight ends on the roster. We drafted two last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought in Darren Fells in the offseason. Then we drafted Khalil Warren that same night. Yeah, so. Um, I think you got everything that you could possibly get out of Griffin. And I think it's interesting to say this, that bringing in Warren, a guy that is a very different uh, style of tight end that the Texans has not seen, with his dynamic and his athleticism, I think that they're looking towards, you know, okay, we had a tight end in our future before in Owen Daniels. Uh, who did some great things with us? Had a couple eight hundred yard seasons in, oh, yeah, in an offense that was not pass heavy in the early years of his career. Uh, we want to expand that a little bit more. And Griffin, we got enough for you guys. We can move along from you. So, uh, no more Griffin. Is that miss him? I'm not gonna miss him. No, I'm not gonna miss him. <laughs> no, I mean. We brought in two guys last year. Brought in two more guys this year. We have four tight ends. That's enough. I'm okay. We'll do good without you. But I, the best of luck to him. Mm-hmm. Wish him well. Uh, so hopefully he does go to Tennessee. Because I know he was spray painted. I hate the Texans. That's probably what he did. Yeah. Sound about right. No, that's not what... Well, if if he would have spray painted that, then, then Titans would really would have signed him. He probably, I think that's what he did. Mm-hmm. I hate Texans. And he spelled hate with the H and then the word... I mean, the letter... Uh, the number eight. Mm. So hate abbreviated Texans. That's what he did. That's why he got released. They found out. When we come back, we are going to discuss a couple things for today. Uh, while one player, he's ready for a big year. Crucial year is what he called it. We're going to discuss that and also undrafted rookies that has a strong possibility of making the team. Don't go anywhere. This is Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back in, everybody. Locked on Texas podcast on Locked on Podcast Network. Shout out to David Locke and the whole Locked on Podcast Network team. Um, Houston, Texas, we can't wait for upcoming for this upcoming season, man. It's, it's a lot of speculation going on around it. So uh, it's very exciting to see some positives after you know, a couple of weeks of just uncertainty. We had the draft. We had the free agency. It's still and, uncertainty. Yeah, but I, I think right now what's what's good for us to you know kind of lean on is the fact that the guys that we brought in, we're hearing some good things about them. We're hearing good things about our first round pick, mm-hmm. Howard, who everybody was skeptical of. We're hearing good things about uh, Warren Cahill. I'm sorry, uh, Cahill Warren, who in the third round we were very skeptical of. Funny, funny story about that. Not necessarily a story, but here's a couple facts. Uh, the Texans se- selected Warren around 9.45 p.m. on Friday. Mm-hmm. The timing of Griffin's arrest was two hours later. I'm telling you, that's he the reason why. to ponder on, I am mad. I'm telling you, I that's the reason mad. why. He knew his he knew time in Houston is over. Well, Would look, you do the same? 
If I people handle anger different. Texan, if I had 136 passes, if I had only 1,400 yards, if I only had seven touchdowns, and I'm about to get replaced at the age of 29 after I've dealt with concussions, I may vandalize some things. <laughs> I just may do that. Uh, but outside of that, that's a negative little blemish that we have, and then the uncertainty of clowning. There's been a lot of good news going on around lately, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the the most important news that anybody would ever want to hear is guys owning up to the opportunity that they're going to have, and it's time to seize that moment, right? Where what guy am I talking about? Well, today specifically, uh, Carlos Watkins. Out of Clemson, he's going into his third year. Now, we know Duke Elior, we lost him to an injury in this offseason. He was expected to do big things. We lost Christian Covington to the Dallas Cowboys in the offseason. So, Watkins is in a place where <sighs> there's opportunity, right? You mm-hmm. remember that commercial and you'll get a knock at your door. Who is it? It's opportunity. And you will let opportunity in your house. That is what Carlos uh, has right now. Opportunity is not only knocking at his front door, it's riding in the car with him. It's, it's going to work with him every day. The Texans know you. This is your third year. You know the defense. You know Cornell. You know what he expects. You know Bill O'Brien. So he's in a position right now that you're going to get more playing time. Whether it be outside or inside, you're going to get more playing time in this 3-4 defense. I believe he can play whatever position you want. He's mainly at the outside, but he has the ability. We've seen his numbers at Clemson. He dominated ball in Clemson. He knows how to play football. But one thing that is going to really, really hurt is if you go into this this upcoming season, over the course of the last two seasons, you're going into your third year now, but let's look at your first your rookie year and your sophomore year. At 6'3", At 310 pounds, 25 years old, young big fella, right? Your first year, 2017, 12 games, started six, 21 combined tackles, nine assisted on. I'm sorry, 21 combined tackles, nine total, 12 assisted on, and you had a pass deflection. The very next year, four games, dealt with some injuries. Well, get that. No games started. You only played four games. Three combined tackles, two totals, one assist, and you did have one sack, but you did miss time. Mm-hmm. So now, hey, Watkins, you said it yourself. You said it in an article. We had a chance to kept, catch up with him. It's definitely a good thing for me, Watkins. Yeah, these guys, uh, seeing these guys where they came from and how how hard they work, being behind those guys, they treated me like a little brother. Uh, he went on to say, no hazing. They wanted me to come along. It was a good experience behind those guys. So you know you've been behind guys that's turned up. You've been around J.J. Jadavian, who we're waiting to hear back from. You've been, you've been around Christian Covington, who played well enough to get himself into another contract with a different team. You played behind them. Those guys wanted to bring you along, and now it's time for you to come along. Cody, what you think? I'm not sold on him. Not I know you him. talking about his opportunity and all this other good stuff, but I'm not sold on Watkins. First of all, you only had two solo tackles in four games. Yes, I know you dealt with injuries, but come on. You you got to have at least four. Just give me at least a tackle a game. Like, I, I'm, I'm just not sold on this guy, John. I, I'm sorry. 
Well, the thing about Watkins, um, looking at his numbers in college. But that's college know, ball, 191 though. tackles, 26 for loss, 14 sacks. I know that's college. I know it is. But there's some potential there. It's potential, it's but some potential there. And with you him are going part of a into his went to the national title game. With him going into his third season, you would think by now they will have something to go off of to let you know that he's the next man up, especially because the Texans really don't know how this clowny situation is going to play out. Once again, this goes back into what I keep saying: the Texans cannot afford to lose clowny because if you lose clowny. Then you now you, you're trying to find spots. You, you're trying to find spots, and this is the guy that you're that that's going to have to pick up some pieces of what Clowney has left right. off. You don't you don't want that. Watkins is going to be the guy that's going to have to pick up pressure that Clowney could do. Not and not, I don't no, think no, he can. And I don't I don't believe he's he's capable of doing that at this stage of his career. Well, now, I, I think like, the the best thing about it is they're going to find ways to get him in good positions. Oh, We're I'm, not I'm pretty drop him sure back because we know Clowney does that sometimes. We're not mm-hmm. going to spy him, but Watkins, if you're coming on 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 record by saying the coaches believe in me. It's up. To, it's on me to take that step. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're saying, and you put that out there, then the expectation for now us, now everybody that's listening or going to watch, they're going to have to see it. And I can yeah. see where you're coming from. Right? You're not. If you're not that sold off of what you previously saw, then I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and and the only silver lining I see in this, his first year, it was it was mediocre. It was like okay, you can see something is there. His second year. He really didn't do much, but like you say, he was battling injuries, and that can take a lot out of him. But I, I'm not really sold on this. Like I, like, like I alluded to just a couple minutes ago, this is one of the reasons why it's very and highly important for the Texans to resign Clowney. Why? Because you're going to end up with a guy like this trying to replace something that literally one of the best defensive players in this league left behind. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. And over the course of the last few weeks, it's like, okay, are we, are we going to trade him? Are we going to sign him? Is he going to sign? I know he's not going to sign that franchise tag. I, I doubt that that's going to happen. And with this coming out, with the Carlos Watkins, and then you have other guys that are either rookies or first-year, two-year guys that you have to find ways mm-hmm. and change your scheme and change how you're going to approach a guy at that position who's just going to get more time, then that can get difficult instead of a guy that you know, if you can put him out on the field, he can do what you want him to do. Because Clowney, I believe, is a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of everything, and he can do a little bit of everything well whenever he's healthy and has the energy to do it. What do you think is the best possible outcome for Carlos Watkins? Like, What would you consider a successful year for him? Um... With more playing time. This is the thing. He has more playing time. He has more opportunity. So now you have the combination of more playing time, opportunity, and well, right now there's a couple guys gone that you're going to have to replace. We lost Covington. Covington was big for the the Texans. Mm -hmm. Duke is out for the full year, and now we don't know what's going on with Clowney. And just those two names alone, Covington and Duke, that's a big part of the Texans' defense right there. Duke, I know Duke was coming so in. He was new, if, but Covington was huge for the Houston even Texans. Even if Clowney do stays, there's still 
a hole to be a filled. A hole to be filled that a guy like Watkins will have to will have to fill. He more so to fill of that void. Uh, yeah, more so of Covington Duke. I, I I wouldn't say fill his role, but Covington, yes. A successful year for Watkins going in with more playing time. Mm-hmm. If I could get four and a half sacks. That's too high. Four if you get more playing time. But I, I get what you're saying. Four four and a half sacks. I'm okay with that. I'm gonna just make it easy for you. If you just give me at least what about twenty to thirty tackles, I will be okay with that. I am excited. Well, as a rookie, did, he did, had twenty one tackles in, in in a dozen games with six starts. Okay, so, so if he had twenty possible. as a rookie, I'm looking for at least forty. Because at this point, you're not you're no longer a rookie. You've been here two years. You've been around the NFL. You've been around the NFL. You've been around the playbook. You know what to do. You know what not to do. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sound mean. I'm not trying to sound harsh or anything like that. But I just feel like, you know, you're you're talking about opportunities. I don't. I really don't know if he's the guy that I want to at least lead my next generation of defensive players in Houston. Mm. I can't be mad at your decision because ultimately it sounds like you're going off his resume, mm-hmm. just like ZipRecruiter. Mm. That's what ZipRecruiter does. You as a job. I have a new job opening. I need people. Get with ZipRecruiter. You know why? They're going to send your job out to guys that they believe can fill your position in the best way with their best resume. They match your resume. So you're not going to have to waste time sorting through different candidates that just doesn't match the job that you need. ZipRecruiter does all of that for you. And they're quality candidates. These are guys that whatever job that you have, that they're going to be able to bring it in, and they're going to work diligently. So all you have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on. Cody, what do we have next? Uh, We're going to look at four undrafted free agents who can earn a spot on the 2019 Houston Texans. A dream come true. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. John, how you day been going so far? It's been going all right. My apologies. I've been so rude today. I, I didn't ask you I how your day was. I didn't, I didn't want to say I didn't want to bring it up. but Why, you had a bad day or something? No, you, you were kind of rude. How was I rude? You just said you was kind of rude. So now that I said you, you oh, you right, rude. you right. I'm the I'm the type of person that you know admit to a mistake, and then when they call me out for the mistake, I'm gonna turn around and be like, I didn't do that. That's your problem. Oh, that's my problem. That's, that's not problem. a problem. That's not a problem. That's definitely a problem. But I know a couple guys who doesn't have a problem right now. Who's that? Some undrafted free agents who have basically played really, really good. In the Houston Texans minicamp that happened, I want to say about a week and a half ago. And there are a couple players that actually has a real chance to make the team. That's good, man. You always want to hear those undrafted feel-good stories because it's just a never quit. You never quit. You, yeah, you, you, you go yeah. after your goals, man. You, I love to hear You never those. quit, man. You know, that's that's what life is about. You never quit. You know, everybody always have – everybody walks a different path to get to life. You know, I can't right. – I can't, you know, what what we want to do, we can't 
look at Stephen A. Smith and try to do exactly what he did because it's not going to work. Right, and you look at a guy, if we talk about our team franchise history, you look at a couple guys that means everything to them that were undrafted. Look at mm-hmm. Arian Foster, the best running back in the And that's one, I know you touched on this last week. That is something that the Houston Texans are known for, finding good, you, good uh, players. They One, they'll give you the opportunity. They'll give you the opportunity, man. Now, if, if you Bill don't O'Brien make it with spoke, the Texans, then, Matt, then maybe just football not for you. Bill O'Brien spoke about it last week. He spoke about the fact that if you can come play, we can coach you. If you're coachable, you, you'll get an opportunity to do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Aaron Foster. Look at Vontae Leach. You know, two guys that immediately come to my mind when you think about undrafted uh, rookies, mm-hmm. players that play for the for the Texans. So yeah, it's not a stretch. No, it's not a stretch by far. And um, other than a couple of guys that we talked about, especially Warren last week, um, at about the good first impression that they left on rookie camp. There are a couple guys who are undrafted free agents who signed with Houston. Who has a possibility to make the team? Um, first and foremost, Javier Edwards. He's he's on that list. You also have a defensive lineman by the name of Albert Huggins. He's on that list as well. But there is a guy who is on this list that I'm really, really, really hoping that the Houston Texans sign. And that guy is Tyron Johnson. Ooh, tell us about him. You you heard of Tyron Johnson? Tell us about him. Tyron Johnson, um, first and foremost, he played one season at LSU and he played two Seasons at Oklahoma State, of course, Big Twelve. John, I'm not gonna lie. I I I, I didn't know much about this guy, but looking at his numbers and um just studying film, he might be the receiver. He might be the wideout that I've been hoping the Houston Texans sign. You go back to a couple weeks ago, John. How many times have I said this? The Texans need to find another receiver to line up on the opposite side of DeAndre Hopkins. All the time. Of course, Hopkins is by far the best receiver in the league. But Will Fuller's coming off an injury. You don't know how he's going to bounce back. You don't know how he's going to bounce back. You look at Kiki. Kiki is still kind of young. The verdict is still out on him. Yes, I know Tyron Johnson is young and we don't know what he's going to do on the NFL field. But from the videos that I saw, from the reviews that I saw from the rookie training camp, this guy might be that guy who you can line up next to Hopkins on the wideout. He recorded 1,288 yards on 80 receptions and also recorded 12 touchdowns. Can you imagine what this guy can do on the NFL stage if he lives up to the potential that he showcased in college? I definitely can see that. I, I can see the possibility of that uh, happening. Look, he's six one. That's mm-hmm. good height. About one ninety. You know, I'm sure he's going to have to put on some more, uh, some more weight to get a, you know acclimated to the the NFL uh, because the NFL strength is just different. But yeah. I definitely can see it. I definitely can see it because. Uh, just basically what we said, man, if you have that opportunity, the Texans are not going to just shut you completely out if you take advantage of that opportunity. Now, if they drafted a guy ahead of you at your position, of course they're going to roll with that guy. Yeah. But they they can they will keep you around. They will keep you in the 53-man roster. You can, you can start by being a special team player. There's, there's room for not only uh, uh, improvement for the Texans, but there will be room for you to grow and get that trust and gain – 
the responsibility of being a guy that okay, well, we can play him. We can play mm-hmm. him in these situations. So, and, um, and don't get me wrong, I know hometown he's, New Orleans too. So he's down. He's from down the street. No wonder I he's like from him. New Orleans. No wonder I liked him. No wonder I liked him, baby. Oh my <laughs> but but anyways, look. Um, but for real, I know you know right off the bat he's not going to be a guy who can come in and basically change his whole organization. But I do feel if he can get a fair chance, if he can come out and showcase what he can do half of, half the season, going into the second year, I do believe that the Texans will have another weapon that Deshaun Watson can throw to. And not only that, you will have the opposing team starting to starting to second guess, should they or should they not double-team Hawkins? Because if you double-team Hawkins, then that leaves a guy like Johnson wide out. Well, I think we're a long way from that. We're, we're, I think we're light years from that. We we don't. I don't know if Johnson is going to be the guy. I don't know if you remember when Victor Cruz first came on the scene. He had been trying to get in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, bounced around. But, but look how good Victor Cruz turned out to be. No, you're right. He had an amazing preseason game and ended up becoming a premier receiver for the New York Giants. Got him a Super Bowl in that time frame. He was there with him and Hakeem Nick. So I, mean, I think Victor Johnson Cruz. is a long way from what he could. That possibility, but I mean, since the the, the moment he declared and it, he went undrafted, we know that. But mm-hmm. there has been that he could be a steal in the NFL. Yeah, he There's could. Been those moments where we'll read or hear he can be a steal. He can be a skill. And if he you, has a skill to do something. So, but if Victor Cruz can be his upside, know, upside, then that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Uh, uh, but first, uh, not first and foremost, but ultimately, I know who we're rooting for to make this team. Javier Edwards. Big Edwards. We're definitely rooting for Javier to make this team. I think he will, man. Especially, oh, yeah. I mean, look, look at the... Look, look at the defense. Look at the defense right now. Well, you know? look, look at the guy that we just finished talking about. Right. And I just... The, so we know uh, Javier would be the inside for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Um the insider right now for who's also going into his third year. Uh, oddly enough, the Texans have three guys going into their third year out of Clemson. DJ Reader, he also uh, he plays the inside position. And did the team. Texans literally just drive and sign I, everyone to watch I thought there was going to be one point where we were going to get Dabo Sweeney. I did too. I thought Dabo was coming on to Houston. But it, right now, DJ Reader is a uh, the nose tackle. And you look at his 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 first year he had forty seven tackles, uh, and he had a sack last year. He had twenty three. I'm sorry, thirty three tackles and two sacks. So this guy is good, mm-hmm. but we're always going to need a rotational player. Oh yeah, and I think that's what Javier can be at least to kick it off with. But I'm really hoping for him. You know, oh, yeah, yeah always, for him. always. Shout out to Javier Edwards, and shout out to you guys for listening. Sticking around with the Locked On Texans podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. You can also find this on YouCanArguThatSports.com and a couple more places. So accessible, easy to listen to us. You want to know what you got to do, Cody? What you got to do, John. I'm going to tell them right now. You get in your car, tell your smartphone, hey, play Locked On Texas podcast. They are going to play that for you. And it's going to either play from these platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalayas. And as always, you can just go to you can't argue that sports.com and subscribe to the Houston One Stop Shop Media Base for Sports and more. Before we get out of here, I got to leave you guys with something. Listen to me when I say this.
Don't go out of town. Get mad when your company brings in somebody in your position. No, go out of town. No, don't go out of town because when you go out of town and you get mad and you vandalize something on the same day that that person gets hired, Mm -hmm. you're going to be out the door. Mm. Words to live by. Yeah, that's some good words Quoted to live by. by John, some sports guy. <laughs> and as always, to the right of me, my guy. Cody Davis, please, if you haven't done so, follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I'm just some sports guy because I'm just a regular person Mm-mm-mm. with a born name. Yep. That's all. We'll be back tomorrow. More Locked On Texas podcast for the week. And don't forget, we are starting to take calls. This will be soon. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.